0: Hi, it's Michael Kerr here, presenting Small Business Banter. A healthy micro and small business sector means a successful economy and a more vibrant society. Small Business Banter is about helping regional business owners better prepare for current challenges, but also for the next stage of business success. I'm Michael Kerr, founder of Kerr Capital. Advisors to Business Owners. Each week, I interview a fellow small business owner or an expert, and they share their stories, their lived experiences, the wins and the losses, and their best advice to help you, the listener, get the most you can from your own business. Small Business Banter is brought to you from the studios of 104.7 Gippsland FM, and he's heard across Australia on the community radio network. And thanks also to Kerr Capital, supporters of the show. You'll hear the first part of my two-part discussion with Sandra Kane from Coles Bay in Tasmania, who sold her businesses during 2020. The discussion with Sandra is the second of three interviews in this series. summer series I've put together for Small Business Banter listeners. The series has been put together just for the benefit of, of existing regional business owners and also the communities that are so dependent on the long-term survival of these local small businesses. The three interviews share the direct and very personal experience and learnings of regional business owners who have been through a process of planning, selling and exiting their business. On today's episode, we talked to Sandra Kane. Sandra was up until recently the owner of Coles Bay Express, a supermarket and takeaway, and the adjoining A Bakery. They were located in the beautiful Coles Bay in Tassie. Sandra talks about her experiences starting those businesses, running them, and then eventually selling. She enjoyed 26 years in those businesses, but in the end, it did take quite a bit longer to actually sell. So in our discussion, she talks about listening to and acting upon the signal, the signal that all owners get when they know it's really time to sell. She talks about her experiences in selling, the different approaches she tried, the challenges the particular challenges of selling a regional and especially a, an isolated regional business, principally, be, principally because of the small pool of buyers. She offers up some advice for other owners of regional businesses and I guess for all business owners about the process of selling. And she also touches on the void. The void, it happens after you sell. It's something that a lot of owners aren't aware of, but after running a business for a long time, And it's not there, it's different. She talks about what to do about it and in her case it was starting another small business, so a small-scale farming business and I'm pleased to say she's as happy as ever. Anyway, let's get to that discussion with Sandra. So I'm uh, luckily speaking with Sandra Kane today from Coles Bay in Tassie. Uh, Sandra and I worked together uh, to sell her uh, businesses down in Coles Bay Um, Welcome to the call today, Sandra.
1: Thank you, Michael.
0: Really nice to have you on. And we were just chatting prior about what a special place Coles Bay is.
1: It is, um, I think. I'm very fortunate to be able to have worked many years here in Coles Bay and now retired here and loving every moment, moment of it.
0: No plans to go anywhere else.
1: No way.
0: <laughs> no. Good good on you. Well, look, just for those uh, listening in, could, could you uh, just give a little bit of background on the two businesses that we call your business? And um, so, so the listeners have got a bit of an idea of what we were talking about there.
1: All right. Um, in 1994, I um, arrived in Coles Bay and took on a supermarket and takeaway as one business and then a few years later I then purchased the bakery next door so um had no experience in in that sort of line of work although I had had a business of my own in Perth West Australia and um enjoyed working for myself and um thought that taking on these businesses would be fine be okay but um a lot of hard work. Um I found Coles Bay was easy to live and manage in Coles Bay. I had two children in tow and um,
0: So what 13. was your, and what was your um the calling to go to Coles Bay from from WA?
1: Well, I my brother went to Tasmania and met a wonderful Tasmanian lady and They fell in love and were married. And uh, my brother always talked about a place in Coles Bay, and um, where I lived in West Australia. We holidayed in a place down um, on the coast there at Mandra, and he always used to say to me, "Coles Bay is exactly like where we holiday, Sandra. It's beautiful." And they purchased uh, after they were married. They purchased the caravan park, and within five years. They decided that they would expand. They built the supermarket, the takeaway, they built bakery and a tavern. Um, and so from the finishing of the building, the, I took on the businesses, and they run their holiday centre, Caravan Park, and the tavern. So... That
0: was how all that started. Okay. So, and mm. the, the business you had in WA was that in in uh, hospitality or retail? No, no, not at all. Okay, it was uh,
1: totally different.
0: So, you, you took the business. So, uh, the, initially, the what we know is the uh, Coles Bay Express, which is um, correct. Yep. You took that over and and learnt on the on the job for a mm-hmm. while. Mhm. <laughs> and it was a few years before you took over the uh, the cafe.
1: That's correct, yes. A um, uh, bit of a challenge. I, My daughter and her husband decided to come to Coles Bay and they, at that time, um, were working for me and then we decided that that would be a good plan as um, she had already finished her um, baking course and being a baker pastry chef. And he was an Italian, so he... Um,
0: Had always worked in um, restaurants. Okay, there's a Mm. a pretty good connections to have in the family, and it was. And often family businesses, um, you know, uh, have that seem to have that uh, knack of pulling together all the right people. Mm. So so you you had run a business before. Um, Just um, I want to roll forward for the listeners. We it's now you know 2020, and you you are out of the business in um, uh, officially. Early this year, was that?
1: Yes, um, yeah. September 19.
0: Right. So, and we will come back to that later in the conversation, but so there's a 26, year, if my maths are about, mm. about right, you know, history of um, moving to Coles Bay, you know, settling, taking over the business and running it very successfully for um, a long time before deciding that, um, you know, it was time to, to do other things. So when, yeah, when you... Uh, I took over the business what were the what were the 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 sort of the challenges that you faced in in the sort of sh- very short term just to give people a bit of an idea of what um what it was like to move to a new place, take on a business and with a family? yeah
1: um, it, it, the challenge as far as running the business um, and I just felt confident that this was. Um, something that I always, of course, wanted to do was own my own business, although I had worked before, but and it was my own business. But um, this was a larger scale. Um, I I think the isolation at first, because Coles Bay is on the Basinay Peninsula and it's a 26-kilometre drive-in and drive-out one way. And so you're, you are quite isolated. There aren't any facilities as such. And at that time, there was just my shop, the bakery, the takeaway, the tavern, and the little post office with a little um, uh, store with that. So,
0: and a lot of visitors that came, you know, and during school an holidays in, and so, and Christmas. Direct,
1: time. yes. Yeah. The, um, the The township was basically based on um, shakies, as you call them, that would come down holiday, Christmas, all the seasonal mm-hmm. um, holidays fishing. and things. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely fishing. We are we are in Oyster Bay area, and uh, we have quite a few oyster farms in the area, uh, and they've grown since uh, I was there, since I came in ninety four, and uh, the the, Coles Bay has just expanded over those few years um, from a little place where there was just us There's now quite a few other businesses around.
0: Yeah. So, and by, by the time you were ready to sell. The business was considerably bigger than when you first uh, went
1: Yes, you... yes. Yes, there was um, other little um, restaurants and um, little takeaway places, pizza places, uh, <laughs> a few others. Although we there was the, only the um, one fuel station, so it was to my advantage that uh, I had the, the fuel. So. Um, the businesses went really, really well. I think it was the timing as well. It all fell into place around about that time in ninety four, ninety five, and um, Tasmania tourism opened up and started advertising quite a bit about Tasmania. So we had international guests coming from everywhere.
0: Yeah, it was um, boom, boom times. It's probably it was. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Yes.
0: So um, uh, you became you um you were notable for a few things out of the bakery, but also I I think there was um was it the first place it was the first town Coles Bay was the first town to ban plastic bags in.
1: Yes, yes, California that was or Australia. Yes, in Australia.
0: There you go. Um,
1: we worked alongside with Planet Ark, and um, they sponsored. Uh, a lot of the products that we first put in to the community um, on the go plastic bag-free shopping bags. And it was really exciting. Two thousand and four became quite well known and were put on the map then again. And um, it was quite easy to do. A lot of I, over the years, I've had a, a lot of phone calls regarding what you know, asking how we went about it and how hard was it and. Um, It really wasn't difficult. We just decided that on um, April two thousand and four. I don't actually know what date it was. It might have been about the seventeenth. We said, uh, "Yeah, that's it." So at that time, it was quite easy because there weren't that many businesses in Coles Bay, and um, that was it. There was no more plastic bags. So
0: it's 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 a great way to make decisions if you can, isn't it? With um, definitely a small. Number of people to you know that control, but it was so good for the for the town, right? To to be seen as a, a as a forerunner and doing you know what you know, the right thing um, against the tide, and I think it you know Tassie was increasingly being and still is um, has a reputation as a beautiful, uh, clean and green place, so it, it it fitted really well. So, Coles
1: Bay has that yes, and yeah. uh, it's so pristine, and you could understand why we went.
0: Plastic free, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, un- yeah, it's um, you walk where, where we live. It's um, we see the, the damage that's being done, you yeah. know, every day on the beach. It's it's awful. But anyway, um, that was a, a good chance to um, to do something positive. Um, the, with um, uh, the the businesses you 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 significantly grew them. What did you um, uh, what were your motivations, um? for for owning a business. You said you always wanted to own one. I'd just like to explore a little bit about your motivations for wanting to own a business and run a business.
1: When I was a little girl, I wouldn't say that little, probably about 12 or 13, I would go to ballroom dancing and after ballroom dancing I would meet my mum who worked in a little um, milk bar at the time and um, she was, sort of managing it and I would finish up at Boreham Dancing I'd go there and work with her alongside until she finished and I did that every weekend for a long time and um, I just felt quite natural there it seemed easy I liked the interaction with people I enjoy cooking and making things Um, and I, I found that after a while well yes I could yes, I would like to own my own business, something like this. And uh, so actually that's where that grew from.
0: Okay. Um, it was a, a long-held desire to do something. And, yes. Yeah, ch- shaped in your childhood. It's, it's great.
1: Yeah. So, I've always enjoyed working in the kitchen and doing things and I, um, I found that really easy. I was quite confident. I mean, I probably wasn't the best cook, but um, I... I felt quite relaxed and quite confident. That, um, you
0: cook for the right are. reasons, also. <laughs> <laughs> make, make people um, happy. <laughs>
1: mm, that's a that's, that's a
0: pretty good draw. I know you, you know on scale, it's pretty hard to do that. But um, uh, having been to Coles Bay quite a bit in working with you, you know, the, you can you can tell when food's you know got that touch. Um, so there, there comes a time for. For all owners, when they, they need to start to think about selling the business, you go in and you build it and you you make a living and some more and you employ people. So um, you were you were in in nineteen ninety four. Call it that um, took on the bakery a few years later. When at what point? What year was it that you started to think about life after business? I just
1: a bit breaching about six. Fifty-five. I decided that I was reaching sixty, and um, businesses started to pop up around me. And competition's great. I have to admit. Um, I think there's, you have more drive, and you, you know, you look around and see about what popping up around and what's out there and how you can improve your business. but a lot of change was happening as well because we had a lot of international guests and um, people coming from all over the world, the challenge of getting different foods into the area were um, quite interesting and quite difficult we had to look about what else we could offer our guests and um, not having a chef's background, and having to employ um, chefs as such to um, introduce into the businesses was always a bit difficult. Um, chefs are a bit fickle. Um, I really <laughs> found them um, not difficult to work with, but they have their own agenda, and I also had my own agenda. So, for a few, between five and six years, I was then introducing. Um, a lot more into the businesses because of the guests, and people were looking for a bit more and food um changed a bit all the all the food did um came about, and a lot of people um were looking for something different, so that was a great challenge, and it was um to that point where that would take a lot out of me and all of a sudden at sixty, I decided to say. Um, I
0: think I've had enough um, yeah and and it, yeah it was so you really the, the the business was still going well, but it was more complex and um definitely. and you you've got a few years under your belt um yep. owning it, so therefore you think, well because you breed cattle and and you've got accommodation you've got other things that,
1: yes, yes, yes. yeah
0: so um that, that that's how long before or between that that sort of first thought of gee, I think it's time um, mm-hmm. was it before you took a you know a first step to doing something about it and what was that first step
1: um originally um, I decided to put uh Notices on the front of my businesses. We had notice boards, so we had the um, real estate boards and uh, chalk boards.
0: The community boards.
1: And Yes, and that was always there. And uh, so I decided to just put um, a small ad up and leave it there permanently to see, just for a matter of interest, really. And um, it was probably on the board for a few years, but I think. In rural areas, especially in seasonal rural areas where, which we are, um, the average time it would take to, um, sell your business was three or four years. So I was ready, it, ready to, to go the long haul. And I'm thinking four years, well, okay, I better start thinking about, uh, doing that. And, um, but after a time, maybe 12 months, Two years, I decided that this was not going anywhere. There were interests there were young couples, young bakers uh, or a baker would come in and look at the bakery and uh, because I was selling them separately or you could buy them the lot um, the bakery was the most popular at the time, and uh, but at the time, finances were very difficult for young people and uh, uh found that a lot hard to channel it into the right areas to sell that business. The supermarket was extremely um, uh, uh, easy because a lot of people would come in but they would just ask a lot of questions and the people that would come in and talk to me and uh, want to know about the business, it was all about the community and what was available in Coles Bay for families and, uh, um, well, retirees and that sort of thing. Coles Bay doesn't offer any facilities at all. We don't have schools or we don't have um, built-up areas. a lot of um, places where you can be entertained as such, what the city offers. The city offers so much. So when you come to a small country area, I I remember 12 months or going into 18 months of first coming to Coles Bay, I was going through withdrawals because I came from Serbia and we were always busy doing things. Well, that withdrawals of wanting to to be entertained and go places and that um, was a bit difficult for me at first. So the people that did come and ask about Coles Bay, I made it really clear that you know, you have to be pretty self-sufficient or come from a rural area where you're used to um, having no facilities, no doctors, um, yeah, so and of
0: course. You, yeah, so, the, so you could, in effectively running a pro, uh, a sale process that you were um, running yourself, You you got to talk to quite a few people by the sounds, but- you know, we're yeah. quick, quickly, quickly able to see that it wasn't going to suit some of them, and because you'd been through it yourself, and mm. there, there was probably um with the flux of people that you know when they're on holidays, they're you know they they're thinking very positively about doing something, in, but influenced by the you know the the uh, endorphins of being on holiday, so. And finance yes. is tough. So it, you, you you went through quite a lot of interested interested in inverted commas buyers, but didn't really get anywhere after a couple of years. Is that a a summation of where it ended yes. in that first phase?
1: I yep. I gave up and decided that um, it was very difficult. And you, you know, to to sell that sort of business, um, having the portfolio um, together, obviously. Um, needed a lot more work on it and um, so then going professional after probably two years and advertising and and, um, getting everything done by someone that has the experience you know the um, um, put together a great portfolio and it's not just about the business but the area you know and all its surroundings and I found that once I made that decision, I felt a lot better. I could could, could concentrate more on running the businesses. It was still a very busy, um, getting busier each year in Coles Bay. As Tasmania tourism was pumping a lot of advertising around the world, we were getting busier and busier. And I think it was starting to take its toll on me. I usually say um, 15 years in a... Uh, that sort of business is is the limit.
0: So I was starting to feel a bit tired. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And you know, then I, I think it it reinforces that. And I I've mm. I've been involved in helping owners undertake a do it yourself sale program. And in in some places, it's you know, in some industries, it's absolutely the right thing to do. But it's selling any business, especially in regional areas, takes. A lot longer than everybody gives it uh, mm. credit for. So, so you were, you know, you know, coming up. It sounds like you're coming up to a point where you, you know, you were keen to sell. You decided for a couple of years to see who's out there by running an, an ad, which is the right thing to do, but probably a little bit underprepared. And and then the cumulative effect of talking to more and more potential interested buyers who you, you, know, you probably had a good feeling that they weren't going to work out, it, it can actually be a negative then. It takes away from the, the, the thought of getting out seems you know, further and further away and in the meantime you are still got to run the business. I hope you enjoyed and also learned something from uh, that discussion I just had with Sandra. The second and final part including a wrap-up of key learnings from her experience will be played when we are back in the studios on uh, January the 8th. Um, and following Sandra's two-part interview and to conclude our summer series on the experiences of regional business owners and the challenges they have with selling, I'm going to feature a, a two-part interview with Russell Spokes, who, with his wife, owned Maggie's Kitchen in Queenscliff. They elected to take a uh, a different exit route from their own business. So Small Business Banter is now taking a short break. The next couple of weeks will feature replays of of, popular past episodes and we'll resume again uh, on the Saturday, January the 8th. All the best for the season. So that is all for today's episode of Small Business Banter. I continue to be inspired, bringing you small business experts and other small business owners and hearing their stories. If you want to listen to any past episode, jump onto your podcast platform of choice and search Small Business Banter. There you will find a diverse and fascinating collection of small business owners and experts openly discussing and sharing their experiences. For any of the links, resources, or information we've talked about on the show today, or to contact me, please head over to smallbusinessbanter.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And it would be great to have you tune in the same time next week for another episode of Small Business Banter.